0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. I'm Brandy and I'll be your host. Am I going to eat? Am I going to have to explain why I choose not to eat a certain food? Am I going to have to answer questions related to my diet? Or are people going to wonder why I'm not eating birthday cake or wedding cake or fill in the blank, cake for whatever? Whatever. Um, And, you know, maybe you're sitting there thinking, I don't really know if I want to go because I don't want to be put in that situation. And people are judgmental. And, you know, there are people out there that will tell me that my diet's crazy or won't be supportive. Um, You know, we all have those people in our lives that uh, maybe aren't necessarily super supportive of our um, dietary options. And so maybe that comes up and you think that that's going to happen and, and then you come up with an excuse not to go, right? So, oh, I'm busy, I have work tomorrow, or I'm tired, or, and really what you're trying to say is, I really don't want to go to that party because I really don't want to have to explain to anyone why I won't eat uh, a certain food or why I'm on this diet or what's going on with me, and I really just don't want to be put in the situation to be judged for that. So just know that you're not alone. There are millions of us in the world who have autoimmune conditions, uh, chronic diseases, food allergies, food sensitivities that have chosen either to cut a certain food group out because we know that we feel better without it or we've cut a certain food group, group out because we actually can become very ill if we eat it in the case of allergies um, or we're on some type of elimination diet to, ter- to determine what types of food are our inflammatory markers and triggers? And to do that, we have to cut those foods out for a certain amount of time before adding them back in. And so we're maybe on a, a journey of elimination to figure out what that is. And it just so happens that that party, um, our gathering, falls in that window of elimination time. So it is very stressful when you think about going to a social situation where everyone is... Um, eating all of the food and drinking all of the drinks and you know they have seem to have no restrictions whatsoever. They can just do whatever they want. and you feel a little bit isolated and that you have to be very particular of what you eat. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And one, you shouldn't feel like you have to explain your diet or your health or your food choices to anyone. Um. firstly, it's no one's business, okay, um, regardless of what anyone feels or what they think, if um, they feel like their diet helped them lose weight and so they think it's the best diet on the planet, that's great, that's wonderful for them, um, you know, you can be happy for them and that's fantastic, but that doesn't mean that, that with your current condition and with the health journey that you're on, that that particular diet is the best option for you, so you know, the best thing to do is not to avoid the situations, but to make sure that your friends and family and co-workers and whoever you come into contact with understands that this is your health journey and you're doing what you need to do to make yourself healthy and better and that it really is not any of their business. You know, if you want to engage in those conversations and try and educate them on what you're doing and answer those questions and explain why you've cut these certain foods out and you know that you're trying to find your inflammatory markers and this is the best way to do it and it's only temporary but it's the only way to find out then do that educate them explain that to them but if you have people in your life who you know are going to be judgmental and are not going to Uh, be supportive, and they're not going to listen to the science behind it or the reasoning why or the fact that you're on this health journey, then they don't need an explanation, okay? So find some way to sidestep that conversation with them, change the subject, Um, but, you know, to isolate yourself from all social situations just so that you aren't in that Um, can actually be really stressful on yourself. You may not think about it that way. Um, Maybe when you're thinking about having to go to these parties, you're like, oh, it's going to be so stressful because these people are going to be asking me all these questions. But at the same time, if you have a really good friend who you've known, let's say, your whole life, this is your best friend, and it's her baby shower, and you know she said to you, the most important thing to me is... For you to be at my shower because you're my best friend and I need for you to be there um, and you're just thinking to yourself there's no way that I can go because person A is going to be there and she's so judgmental and she's just going to tell me that my diet's stupid and all of this and I just really don't want to be put in that situation. Just know that avoiding a conversation with that person is going to be a lot easier than having to have a conversation with your best friend as to why you missed her party when she felt like it was very important for you to be there, so it's really important to come up with a plan before you go to these situations. Now, if you know your friends and your family and your coworkers or whoever you're going to go be around really well, and maybe you've already talked to them about the journey that you're going on, maybe they already know that you've been diagnosed with this autoimmune condition or this chronic condition, and that you're really on this journey to find out what food's are best for your body so that you can reduce your inflammation, and maybe they know that and you've already had those discussions and they're super supportive and they're ready to be there for you, and that's great. That means if you get invited to parties, you already know who's going to be there and you're ready to go and you know that it's going to be great, you know, um, so it's really important to um, make sure that those people closest to you understand your health journey Like I said before, you don't owe anyone an explanation at all. This is your journey, your life, your body. Um, You don't owe anybody anything. But, you know, if you have people close to you, your family, people that you spend a lot of time with, really close friends, it's always great to have a wonderful support group. And so if you can have those discussions with them and just kind of explain why you're eating a certain way and... Uh, what what you're hoping to gain out of this journey, you might find that a lot of people will be very supportive of you and want to help you and uh, follow along on this journey with you. And you may actually find that very close friends and family of yours that you had no idea had these same symptoms um, after talking to you will say, oh my gosh, I have felt that way for such a long time. I had no idea that that could be the possible cause. And maybe you have just inadvertently helped them go and find more answers about their self and kicked off their health journey. So, you know, it is important for those people that you care about and that you really want to be involved in your life to discuss those things with, but, you know, the people that you know are toxic and that are not going to be supportive, you don't owe that to them. So come up with a plan before you go to an outing as to, you know, what you're going to eat. If you know that you're going to a birthday party, okay, and you know that there's going to be cake, um, so you're already going to plan on, I'm not having cake because I'm gluten-free um, and I'm avoiding sugar or, you know, fill in the blank. What am I avoiding? So I already know that I'm not going to eat that. So that's fine. Um, maybe I can take an alternative um, treat with me as a as a treat to bring, to share with everyone, but it's something that I can eat. Um, so that's something that I like to do is to, you know, ask the host. Hey, is there anything that I can bring? And if they say no, oftentimes I'll bring some sort of a food item, and you know, large enough portions that I can share with people. But it's something that I can eat because the reality is, this is my health journey. These are my food um, problems and eliminations, and it's really my journey. And so I can't also expect others to cater to that. So that's the other side of it is, you know, if your best friend's throwing a baby shower and she says, "Please, I need you to be there." And you say, "Of course, I'm going to be there." And you go, you can't really expect for her to put the shower together and throw this big party and have all these friends and families there and also worry about your food um allergies and eliminations and really cater to you. So your food journey is your food journey. So that's kind of step one, is plan ahead. Think about, have you talked to this person? What type of menu are they having? Is there a theme? You know, is it um, taco night? Is it going to be Italian night and they're going to have spaghettis and pastas? Is it um, sandwiches and chips and, you know, barbecue style? Like, what kind of theme are they going with? What kind of food is going to be there? So if you have an idea of what type of food is going to be there, then you have a better idea of if there's going to be anything there that you can actually eat, okay? So if you go in with that knowledge, then you can kind of already have a plan of, okay, well, if they're going to have these things, if they're going to have tacos for per se, okay, I can't necessarily eat tortillas because they have gluten in them, um, and depending on what kind of taco seasoning they put in the meat, I may or may not be able to eat that, um, but they're going to have salad stuff there because, you know, people like to put lettuce and um, different vegetables on their tacos, so I can, I can eat those things. So you just kind of have to go through and think about what goes into that menu and what part of that you can eat. Um, that way you already go and having a plan saying, okay, well, I can't eat cake, but I'm going to bring this dessert, uh, whether it be a fruit bowl or, you know, a gluten-free cupcake or something like that. I'm going to bring that to share as a gift um, for the host. And that's also a treat that I can eat later when everyone's eating cake so that I don't get those questions of, well, why aren't you eating cake? Don't you want to eat it? Are you on a diet? Are you trying to lose weight? You know, all those questions that could come flooding in. You're eating something. Like, you know, you have, um, a cupcake or you have a cookie or you have some type of a fruit bowl or treat that, um, Would kind of stave off those questions because you're eating something when everyone else is eating something. So a lot of times that in itself will stop those questions from coming. So it's always okay to bring some things like that, um, especially if the, the host of the party knows that you're going through a health journey. It doesn't matter if the guests know or not, but you know if the host has an idea that you're going through this health journey and you kind of bring your own Um, snacks or food along with you, a lot of times they don't care and that's fine because you have taken your own diet and your own concerns into your own hand and they don't have to really stress about making sure they have something there for you to eat. Um, The other thing that you could do is to eat before you go. So um, I know that there's been several parties that I've been to that I knew what the menu was. Um, One in particular was a pasta night and, you know, most pastas, unless you have someone who is um, gluten-free, is going to be gluten-filled pastas, right? I mean, that's just traditional pasta. Um, You know, at the time, I was eating, um, and currently still, actually, no gluten, um, no eggs, and no tomatoes. Well, if you take gluten and eggs out, you've already taken away traditional noodles, you've taken away egg noodles, and you've taken away any red sauce Um, that is put on pasta, because it's all, has tomato in it, right, so I pretty much went into this knowing that there was probably going to be nothing there for me to eat, aside from possibly a salad, Um, because, you know, if you have garlic bread, or dinner rolls, or anything like that to go with your pasta, I can't eat that, it's, it's got gluten in it, Um, there was going to be a cake there, I can't eat the cake, because it's gluten-filled and sugar, you know, avoiding sugar, so, I had a really good idea that most of the food there was going to be things that I couldn't eat and not wanting to be that person that, you know, went there starving and was like, oh yeah, I just, I can't eat that and, you know, and making a big deal and a scene about it. I just decided to eat my dinner at home before I went. I had, you know, a a not a huge dinner, but enough to keep me full so that when I went to the party, I wasn't starving. Um... That way, when I got there, if I wanted to have, you know, maybe some vegetables, um, a lot of times there's a vegetable tray or a fruit tray um, or a salad. Um, If they had stuff like that and I wanted to kind of snack, I wasn't completely full um, to where I would eat nothing, but I could have little bits of um, fresh veggies and fruit and people would see me eating and we would be talking and there would be no conversation about um, the food. So that's definitely another option. Don't feel bad about eating before you go. Um, If it's a really early party and you know that it's going to end early enough, don't feel bad about eating after. Um, That's another option too. Snack on a few things there at the party that you can have and just plan your dinner for after. That way you keep out of having to explain anything, right? Um, So it can be really tricky if you um, don't plan ahead. So try and think as much as you can about all the options that are there for you before you head out to that situation. If you are prepared before you go, then you're less likely to talk yourself out of going because the last thing you want to do is isolate yourself, right? So if you're on this very strict elimination diet for 30 days and you've cut out all these foods and you've finally gotten to this um, niche, which... I promise you, at the beginning of an elimination diet, you feel like, what in the world am I going to eat? This is so difficult. How am I going to make it? But about a week to two weeks in, you've pretty much gotten a good idea of what you can eat, what snacks there are, what dinners you like to make, um, easy on the go food. You have a really good idea of what's out there and how to make it work. So, You know, if you are in that area where you're like, I make this work and I have food and I have everything planned and it's working great for me and I'm never hungry, then the last thing you want to do is isolate yourself from your friends and family just because there's a party and you know there are going to be things there that you can't have. So don't do that. You'll you'll end up regretting it later. Um, you know, you'll be sad that you missed it or they'll be upset at you for missing, you know, the party or the gathering or whatever. So, really try not to isolate yourself just because of your diet and, you know, if there are those people there that you know are going to be there and you know that they're going to have questions about your diet and maybe they're not super supportive you know, kind of plan for them in advance. You know, plan on a couple of key things you might be able to say to them. So if they come to you and say, hey, you know what, I did this juice cleanse and I lost 10 pounds and if you're trying to lose weight, you should just do this juice cleanse because it worked perfect. You know, because they're just seeing that you're on a diet and they don't see it as a lifestyle change or as a health journey. They just see you're on a diet. And so they want to tell you about this fantastic juice cleanse that they did that helped them lose 10 pounds. Well, this is a great time for you to do education with them, right? Just let them know, hey, thanks, I'm so happy that that worked out for you. Um, Currently, I'm not really focusing on my weight, I'm focusing on my health, and I'm trying to do a lifestyle change and determine what food is good for me and what food causes inflammation and sensitivity, and I'm doing this for about 30 days so I can find those answers. That really should, if not stop that conversation, it should at least redirect them into thinking, oh, maybe that's something I should do. You mean a health journey, it's not a diet. So many people, and myself included, have been on and off fad diets so many times in our lives that... It's kind of one of those things that when you hear that somebody's on a diet, you're like, oh, what diet are you doing? Maybe it's something that could work for me. Is it something I've done before? Do I have experience in that? And so it really is a very emotional conversation for everyone that has been on multiple diets, especially women, because we typically have a lot more emotion tied to food. We have a lot more emotion tied to the way that we look, um, and we really focus on that so much that it's emotional to talk about. And so because we've gone through so many fad diets through our lives, it doesn't matter who you come into contact with, they're going to have been on some diet at some point for some reason, right? And so they're going to want to share that with you or have something to talk to you about. And it really is important to, one, for you to understand that you're not on another fad diet. This is not a fad diet. And if you're If you're going about it in that type of way, then it's not going to work and you're not going to find the answers that you want, okay? This isn't a yo-yo thing. Um, This is really a health journey. This is for you to find out what foods are making my body sick. And if they're making my body sick, I cannot have them because they're making me sick. And so, you know, most fad diets, they're not focusing on what's making you sick and what's your body doesn't like for you to eat, all you're focusing on in a fad diet is losing weight typically, right? You know, yeah, you want more energy and you want to feel better and you want to look better and you want to lose weight. Um, Some people are the other way. They're on these fad diets because they want to gain weight and no matter what they do, they cannot gain weight and so they're on all these fad diets, you know, high carb, low carb, um, keto, There's so many different diets out there and I'm not saying that they're all bad and I'm not saying that they don't work because you know what? Everybody's different. Everybody's body is different. The way that it reacts to food is different. Um, What's inflammatory for me is not necessarily inflammatory for you. We're all completely different so we can't all be on the same exact meal plan because it's not going to work for everybody and so You know, it's really important to know that you're going to come into contact with people who have a very emotional relationship with food, and, you know, they may take some amount of, I don't know which word I want to use, they might take some amount of um, emotional distress knowing that you're on a diet that they don't understand. And that is because they have been on so many diets that haven't worked or that they've worked and then they gained all the weight back, and then they owned another diet, and they worked, and they yo-yoed through. And so their emotional connection to food and dieting will come out in them when they hear you talking about your health journey. So kind of keep that in mind too, because, you know, it's inevitable that people talk about food, and they talk about diets, and they talk about, you know, the, the largest craze. And, you know, so many people people are on keto right now which is great. Um, I've heard so many amazing success stories on keto and I have absolutely nothing negative to say about it. I think it's it's wonderful for those that it works for. Um, for someone who, like me who has found that dairy is extremely inflammatory, um, I cannot have it even in the smallest amounts. Um, after I eliminated it for 30 days and added it back in, i um, I was amazed that I had eaten it for all those years with the reactions that I got. So, for me, dairy is extremely inflammatory. So, for a keto diet, for me, wouldn't really work well because it's super high fat, right? So, a lot of those fats come from dairy products, right? They come from um, cheeses and, you know, cream cheese and all of those types of dairy products to add additional fat into it. Now, avocados, things like that, sure, I could eat that all day, but the large amount of dairy that most people on keto eat, there's no way that I could do it. Um, it just, it wouldn't work for me. Um, I also can't eat eggs, which is another huge source of uh, protein on the keto diet. So, you know, you have to really look at at things. I'm not saying that keto diet is perfect for some people who can eat those things and have no issues, it just doesn't work for me. Um, You know, paleo diet is another really big diet that is out there and a lot of people are following it and a lot of people have had great success with. Um, What I can tell you is for an autoimmune person, paleo is really the closest um, diet plan for post-elimination. So, most people, after they've done their elimination diet um, and they've determined what inflammatory foods are for them and what inflammatory foods aren't, typically they land in a paleo-type diet because that's really still gluten-free, um, grain-free, you know, no sugar, no added um, additives and things like that. So, they typically will land in a paleo-like lifestyle, not saying that they follow it strictly, um, you know, you might find that rice works perfect for you, but paleo says you shouldn't eat it really, but there are a lot of paleo people who do eat it because it works for them, so just know that if you're out there in a social situation, food is emotional, um, people with their diets and their weight and all that is very emotional, if someone has done one of those diets or one of the gazillion other diets out there, and they have had amazing success, they're going to be very emotional about it. And so you cannot go to them and say, "Uh, yeah, that diet doesn't really work, so I can't do that. You know, you have to be (laughs) really careful because to them, that's the best thing in the world because it's worked for them. And so it's a very emotional attachment. So, you know, you could say though, yeah, that's great. I wish that that diet would work for me, but I can't eat this because it's super inflammatory to me, um, but I'm so happy that it worked for you. And so just be mindful that while this phase of your health journey is emotional and difficult and um, very eye-opening for you, other people have those types of things as well. And so you know, just be mindful that a lot of times when people are asking you questions, it's really because they want answers themselves. They just don't really know how to ask it appropriately. So sometimes it comes off as not being supportive or being rude when really they want to know as much as they can so that they can secretly research this elimination diet thing and find out about it. Um, so just kind of gauge your audience, gauge who you're around. Um, remember, plan before you go to a party. Get as much information about that party as you can so that you can determine if there's going to be food there that you can eat or not. Um, gauge who's going to be there, what's your audience going to be like, who are you going to have to talk to, what type of conversations can you plan for. Um, take your own food if you have to. Um, you know, be, be prepared to do that as a guest, bring something that you know that you can eat but that you can share with others, eat before or after the party. There's no shame in doing that either. So if you know that you're going to a party, there's nothing you can eat, eat before or after. So those are some really great tips to navigate social situations. And take as much opportunity to educate people as you can when they really have questions and they want to be educated about it. Um, there are going to be times when maybe the the party didn't work out the way you thought it was going to. Maybe your plan was to, I'm going to leave work at 5 o'clock, the party's not till 7, so I'm going to have time to go home and change and i'll eat a little bit of food before i go and you kind of have it all planned out in your mind and then when the day comes suddenly you had to work late you got caught up in traffic you got home much later than you thought you changed clothes you got to the party and you're like oh my gosh i had no time to eat and now i'm starving and here i am stuck at this party and what am i going to do so if that happens to you don't panic don't one don't fall off the wagon okay because you have done so great by eliminating this food. So so keep the eye on the prize and stay with your elimination. Um, don't panic. Just take a quick glance at what's on the table, what food is out there, what's being served. And like I said, more often than not, there's a vegetable tray, a fruit tray, a salad, something along those lines that you can nibble on. So find those things, fill your plate up with them, and, and snack on those. Okay, that will at least keep you full until you can get home and have a meal that you're able to have, so don't, just don't panic and, and think, you know, all is lost, I have no hope, I'm gonna have to eat all the food here because I didn't have time and my day got ahead of me, those things are gonna happen. Um, I can tell you that there is um, a story um, (laughs) where that exact circumstance happened to me, I was going to a concert and the concert was in the evening and my plan was to, um, meet up with some friends. My husband and I were going to meet up with our friends. We drove to their house. We were going to go out to dinner prior to the concert and then after the concert we were going to have a couple snacks before we came home. Well, I already knew that at the concert there was going to be stadium food and it was going to be things I couldn't eat like hot dogs and hamburgers and, you know, alcohol, um, all the different things that I, at the time I really wasn't having any of it and so I knew that the stadium wasn't going to be an option for me so since we had already planned on going to dinner um, we kind of looked at a couple of different restaurants and I thought okay well no problem I'll go and I'll get a salad or maybe a steak or something like that I'll eat I'll be full we'll go to the concert no problem stadium food will be no problem well We left the house. We got um, downtown at the time we expected to. All of the restaurants we had attended to go to were an hour to two hour wait, um, which was unthinkable. There was no way that we could do that and still make it to the concert on time. So we kind of just kept going down the line trying to find a restaurant that we could get into. Um, We found a small little restaurant that was kind of open, kind of not. They let us come in. Uh, My husband and friends had some drinks. I wasn't drinking at the time, and I'm still actually not. Um, And so we ordered some food, and we were waiting, and the food never came. An hour later, and the food still was not delivered. Um, Finally, we finally had to tell the waitress like hey we gotta go we have somewhere to be um we had about a three mile walk ahead of us to get to the concert and um the waitress said I'm so sorry your food's still another half hour out according to the kitchen and so we said well we have to cancel it there's you know we can't wait for the food and so we canceled our food so here I am right so I had eaten lunch but now it's it's been about I don't know probably six hours since then I'm hungry it's dinner time. Now my plan A for having dinner before going to the concert has been ruined. There's no plan A. Um, we can't get food. So we head off to the stadium and, you know, my friends and my husband were being fantastic and we're going to find you something to eat. Don't worry. There's going to be something. We're going to make this happen. And I was like, okay. Okay. Um, so, so we get to the stadium and we get in and of course there's lines of food trucks, all things that are, you know, pizza and hot dogs and all of these different things that I couldn't eat, all completely gluten-filled things, nothing that I, I was ready to, to eat, um, no salads, no vegetables, nothing like that, you know, stadium food, And so they all got some food and started eating and they felt terrible. They were just on this mission to find me some food, which was so sweet. Um, But like I said, it's not their problem. And I told them, you know, my diet is my diet. It's not your problem. I will figure it out. Don't worry about it. But you guys are all very sweet. Um, So they had a little snack. We kind of wandered around looking for any possible option for me to eat. Um, I got some water, which helped a lot. And so Um, the concert started, we went to our seats, and I just drank water the whole time, Um, it was enough that I wasn't like ready to pass out starving, but I mean I was hungry, I hadn't eaten for a long time now, there was really nothing, um, you know, looking through everything, there was absolutely nothing that I I could eat that was completely compliant, and I was not willing to give up my health journey to not be completely compliant, so um, I was fine, I drank water, So then the concert ended a couple hours later and, you know, they were all like, oh my gosh, you still haven't eaten, we felt terrible, we're going to go and um, we had already had plans to stop off at another restaurant after, so let's, we're going to go get you food and this is going to be great. So we left and we walked um, back downtown, about another three mile walk and uh, we went to a couple of restaurants and one of them had stopped serving food. One of them only had uh, potato chips, and I was not eating white potatoes, <laughs> and then there were a couple street vendors with hot dogs and things like that, also couldn't eat, and um, they were all starving, and so there was a little pizza place still open at like, you know, midnight at this point, point. and so they're like, well, let's go get pizza, we'll see if they have gluten-free for you, you know, I didn't want to be a burden and say, oh, by the way, I can't eat cheese either, so I was like, okay, well, let's go check it out and see what they have. So we went over and, (laughs) and they did in fact have gluten-free pizza, but they didn't serve it at that hour. So they didn't have gluten-free pizza. And so the, um, everybody went ahead and kind of had beer and pizza. And, uh, my husband noticed that right down the street was a Jimmy John's. And of course they have sandwiches that they wrap in lettuce wraps. If you've ever been there, um, you can have a sandwich wrapped in romaine lettuce, like any sandwich you want. And so he's like, we have to go there because you can actually eat that. And so we went down there and I literally just got turkey and bacon wrapped in lettuce. And um, and that was my dinner. After, you know, about nine hours of when I was supposed to have had dinner with plan A, you know, Plan B was the stadium, that didn't pan out, which I had already planned on and knew wasn't going to, and then plan C wasn't looking great, but then finally we found, you know, a lettuce wrap sandwich, so yay! Um, So I finally got to have food, and everybody was really sweet, and they were really looking for Anything that I could eat, and they felt so bad for me. And really, I just kept telling them, you know what, this is my problem, guys. This is not, don't worry about it. You guys take care of you. Like, this is me. This is not anybody else's problem. Um, But it was really great to see that they weren't judging me for not being able to eat these things. There was no negative comments. There was no being, you know, rude or disrespectful, or, you know, there was absolutely no like, trying to force me to eat things that I couldn't, you know, just like, um, hey, it's only one time, you'll be fine, just eat this once, you know, how bad can it be if you eat one time? There was none of that, like everyone was so super sweet and supportive, they were asking, you know, workers and waiters and and anybody they could find um, different questions about food for me, um, so you might actually be super surprised that if you are caught in a situation like that where you all of your plans, plan A, B, and C are just not panning out and you're starving, um, you may be surprised to find that the people that you're you're around, your friends, your family, your coworkers, um, actually are super supportive and want to help you on your health journey as opposed to being um, negative and judgmental. So give everyone the benefit of the doubt um, and just kind of see where they land before you decide on, you know, being uh, a hermit and avoiding people because that's kind of the worst thing for you to do you don't want to be on this very strict diet for 30 days and and really struggling and really trying to map your symptoms and your feelings and all of that and journal and really keep up with all of it and then isolate yourself also um, you're really kind of setting your, yourself up for for failure if you do that because you want to have that support group there um, even if they don't understand your diet it's always great to have support there because it helps you get through those difficult times. So, um, you'll be surprised there are a lot more people out there who understand and will be supportive. And especially these days, with so many food allergies and sensitivities and and issues, and autoimmunity is on the rise. Um, and so many people out there have chronic conditions um, that are focused around food. So, you know, just be optimistic. Plan for yourself and um, and go out there, and have fun, and live your life, just because you have an autoimmune condition does not mean that you need to be stuck at home, and do nothing fun, because, you know, it's difficult, it really is, um, it's, it's really how you make it, so if you make it like it's every day, and this is how I eat, and this is what life is like, and this is what I'm going to do, and you go out there, and you live your life, and you do the best you can, then you're going to be fine, um, but if you really try to isolate yourself and make it hard and, you know, feel sorry for yourself and all of those types of things, you're going to be setting yourself up for failure, so please don't do that. It really is um, doable. It's really easy once you get through the the initial few weeks of determining kind of how to navigate these diets in this condition. Really understanding your friends and who your support people are, and who to talk to, and it really is completely doable. And you still can have an amazing social life without having to eat all of those things that you actually can't eat. So go out there, have fun. Don't avoid the situations. Um, just be prepared the best that you can. And you know, when life throws you a curveball, as it sometimes does, just make sure you have a couple extra plans in mind, um, so that you have some kind of option, and you know what, and if plan C doesn't happen, you know what, you're going to go home eventually, and so when you get home, you can eat then, right, so it's only one day, um, that's not going to happen very often. You know, I don't go to concerts every day. I'm not stuck out there uh, looking for food all the time. Typically, I'm eating at home, um, and so it works out fine. But, you know, if you do happen to go to something like that and plan A, B, and C are just not panning out, you're going to go home. And when you go home, you're going to eat, and you're going to be fine. You know, uh, you're not going to starve in a couple hours. So, you know, just have fun and just make light of it and just do the best that you can. And remember that if you do have people that are negative, and that don't want to be supportive, you do not owe them anything, okay? Just remember, you don't owe them an explanation. You don't have to explain anything to them. It's your health journey, okay? It's yours to share or not to share, Um, and it's yours to do with as you please. So that's all I have to say about social situations for today. So I hope for you guys, get out there And have a good time, even though, you know, maybe you can't eat a few things that other people can. So thanks a lot. Talk to you guys later. Welcome to the show. And thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash autoimmune, or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.